having been shoved so forcefully, the esteemed watermaster almost fell to the ground, jumbled and dumbfounded. It was a moment before he called out, Qingxuan, it's Gurgur. Shi Qingxuan roared, I know it's you. Since he knew it was Shirudu and wasn't delusional, unable to recognize people, then why such a reaction? Shirudu reached for him again and said, Everything's all right now. Shi Qingxuan slapped that hand away. All right? All right, my ass, he shouted. How can anything be all right? Don't say anything anymore. Ah, oh, I can't take this. The moment those words left his lips, it was not only Shirudu's face that had changed color, but also Lingwen, standing on the side, and Pei Ming, who had just returned from giving out directives to his subordinates. Pei Ming said, Qingxuan, stop this. What you just said is no different from slapping your brother's face and pouring poison on his heart. Usually, when Zhe Qingxuan heard Pei Ming speak, he had to argue back a few times, but now he only held his head wordlessly, ignoring him completely, muttering like he was possessed. I don't want to hear anything. You stop talking too. Let me calm down. Just go. Just get out of here. Finally, Shirudu couldn't stand it any longer. What nonsense are you spouting? He shouted. Lingwen chided. Lord Windmaster, if there's anything, just tell us so we know what we can do to solve it. Shi Qingxuan roared, enraged. Do you not understand the words coming out of my mouth? Get out of here. Can you all please just get the hell out of here? He was yelling like he was unhinged, screaming and screaming. Suddenly, he spat out a mouthful of blood. Lord Windmaster, Shailen exclaimed. Shudu immediately seized his wrist to check his pulse. After feeling it, his face instantly became more terrifying than a ghost's, as if he was going to throw up blood on the spot, too. Lord Watermaster, what's wrong with Lord Windmaster? Shilin asked. He reached out, ready to check as well, but Shirudu forcefully slapped his hand away, glaring at him with fury, like he couldn't allow Shilin to find out just what Shu Qingxuan's condition was. Soon after, he turned to his younger brother and said, You're ill. You're deranged from terror. I'm taking you back for treatment. You'll be healed for sure. Shi Qingxuan stared at him intently and slowly enunciated his words. I am not ill. Whether I'm ill, you should know best. Don't write me off as crazy. I'm very aware. I've never been so aware in my life. Shi Wudu grabbed a hold of him and dragged him into the carriage, yelling, You don't understand anything. Don't speak nonsense. Shi Qingxuan wailed, Ming Xiong, Ming Xiong save me. Your Highness, save me. He reached out with both arms, grabbing the other two, one with each hand. Shilian and Ming Yi both held onto the hands he extended. However, Shi Wudu yanked him away, forcibly again. Let's go. Everything's all right. Gurga is here, he said. Shi Qingxuan was still screaming, and Pei Ming and Lingwen went over to help Shi Wudu hold him down. Ming Yi shouted, Your brother doesn't want to go back with you. Shi Lian 
also exclaim that reverend of empty words hasn't yet been dealt with lord watermaster what do you plan on she would cut him off sharply what reverend of empty words i have no idea what you're all talking about he's ill his mind is addled that's all but lord windmaster shaden tried again she would cut him off yet again this is my brother do you think i would mistreat him this is our own family affair no need to trouble outsiders with the two lords please not spread a word of this around either and just mind your own business then he raised his hand in front of shi chingxuan and swept it down once shi chingxuan lost consciousness from the sweep he was forced into the golden carriage although his words were rude they stunned shelian he wasn't wrong after all shi wudu was the rightful blood brother to shi chingxuan so how could he have any intent to harm shi chingxuan besides there were two other heavenly officials accompanying them so having shi chingxuan go back with them was the safest option how could outsiders continue to interfere when family showed up that windmaster fan they'd broken in two on the ground without anyone caring lingwen picked it up speaking to shelian and mingyi your highness lord earthmaster please don't be offended lord watermaster is only mad from worry this affair is personal and personal scandals shan't be publicized so pray my lords keep this to yourselves he will for sure make amends when this is settled after a few more courteous words lingwen also boarded the carriage hastily that golden carriage rose in the air rumbling then flew off it was only after watching that stream of propitious clouds gradually disappear in the night sky that it finally hit shelian the water master really did take the wind master away just like that as for them after running around for so long they were really left behind just like that mingyi turned around and was about to leave when shelian snapped out of it and exclaimed lord earthmaster mingyi paused in his step he turned his head and looked at him meaningfully before he said relax i won't say anything about hacha shelian let out a breath of relief and said thank you are you going to go check up on lord windmaster mingyi nodded once and turned back around to continue on his way although shelian was also very worried about the windmaster still all the medical heavenly officials in the upper court were going to be more of a help than he would be besides shawudu would for sure not want any outsiders to witness his brother's madness given that it wasn't the right time to pay a visit right now actually hwachang's sudden departure was more of a concern after some consideration shilin decided to go find hwachang first making up his mind shilin left the terrace of cascading wine and speedily began his overnight journey unable to use the distance shortening array and without a golden carriage of burnished horses shilin could only depend on his pair of legs sprinting through the mountain paths as he ran he thought what kind of situation could sanlang possibly run into his expression and tone of voice earlier made it seem like it was something serious hopefully i'll be able to give him a hand this time 
It wasn't even an incense time before suddenly he noticed the roads ahead of him were thick with the essence of evil. Visibility heavily reduced, Shillian slowed his pace and thought, No way. What is it now? He stood on the side of the road to watch and observe quietly. A while later, from the thick of that essence of evil came a bizarre work song. Yi Yushi, Yi Yushi, Yi Yushi, Yi Yushi. At the end of the road ahead, a giant black silhouette hazily appeared. It was black and large, with some shadows floating about, but Shirin couldn't tell just what it was. He had never seen anything with that shape, but it was for sure something quite big. Subconsciously, he took a step back in alarm. With Ruya on his left arm, ready to attack, he rested his right hand on Feng Xin's hilt. Soon after, that giant thing showed its true form from the mist. Shilin's eyes slightly widened. It turned out it was a glamorous step litter. That step litter was exceedingly extravagant. From its golden canopy hung exquisite and feather-light satin veils. Should anyone be enthroned within, they would for sure be shrouded with the expanse of enchanting crimson drapes, obscuring their silhouette and leaving much to the imagination. The porters carrying that step litter were four golden skeletons with abnormally large bone structures. They hollered their work song, Yi Yushi, Yi Yushi, as they made way. Next to every skeleton floated small languid swirls of ghost fires twirling about presumably used for illumination. Whenever they came to a darker area, the ghost fires would burn brighter. The sight was too strange, too bizarre and demonic, and Shirlin couldn't help but stare, wondering if he ran into some ghost lady out to meet a lover on a date. He hurriedly backed further onto the side of the road to give way. Unexpectedly, however, those four golden skeletons carrying the step litter stopped in front of him and each turned their skulls toward him. One of the golden skeleton's jaw bones crackled and out came a sound from who knows where. It spoke with a quivering voice. Lord Chengju sent us to receive the crown prince of Shenla. Is my lord, your highness? Lord Chengju could be no other than Hua Chang. Shilin removed his hand from the hilt of the sword and answered, that's me. Crackle, crackle, the skeletons seemed to be rejoicing and lowered the step litter. Please board, let's go, they said. Were the four golden skeletons going to carry him to go see Hua Chang? Shilin said reluctantly, that's too much trouble. Nonsense, they replied. It's no trouble at all. This is our job. Your Highness, please board, Lord Chengju is waiting for you. Thus, Shilin carefully stepped onto the platform, lifted the veil, and seated himself within. Thanks for the trouble, he said. The golden skeletons were ecstatic, crackling and saying something incomprehensible. They picked up the step litter and started bumping along the mountain paths. That step litter had upon it a wicker chair sewn with brocade, exceedingly comfortable. Shirin sat poised in the centre, feeling that it seemed a bit big for just one person. The step litter carried 
why those golden skeletons seemed to be bumpy and wobbly. But when he actually sat down, the ride was quite steady. It moved extremely fast, swifter than flying on a sword. And other than that bizarre work song those golden skeletons enjoyed chanting, it was practically silent, much more so than that rumbling golden carriage with burnished horses, and even more mysterious. In the past, when Shirin was still a crown prince, he would also ride a step litter when he went out from time to time. He was much younger back then, and sat on the lap of either his father or his mother. The step litter was carried by specially chosen palace attendants who would cheer and clamour all around, impressive and imposing. After he grew older, he didn't enjoy it as much anymore. Nevertheless, this was his first time being transported by those creatures, so still he couldn't help but be amazed. After travelling for a while, he suddenly sensed a band of green ghost fires ahead. Their wispy light shimmered through the veil, and quiet chatter came wafting in the air. Who goes there? Shouldn't you be leaving something behind, crossing through this burial ground? It seemed that they ran into road-blocking feral ghosts. Shadows eating shadows, ghosts devouring ghosts, yet they even dared provoke Hua Chang. The skeletons crackled and laughed. What do you want us to leave behind? They asked. Shilin was just contemplating whether he would show his face and deal with this when he heard those tiny voices shriek. Forgive us. Our shitty eyes are blind and didn't realize that this was the step letter of our old lord, Hua Chang. Get back to the burials. Get back. My lords, please pass as you will. My lords are generous. Please pass as you will. Those golden skeletons said, Too late, too late. Lord Chengju has given clear instructions that the Highness seated in the step litter shall not be offended. Now that His Highness has been delayed, why don't you tell us what should be done? Wails and devilish cries howled all around. Shilling couldn't stand it any more and said, Um, forget it. Since we're in a rush, just let this go. The skeleton said, Since His Highness says so, then we shall let them go. You'll got off easy. Shelin added, However, do keep in mind to never block the roads in the future, and do not harm travellers. The feral ghosts rejoiced. No, 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 they said. We swear that that's never happened. Thank you, my lord. Depart, the skeleton shouted. As they passed through, Shelin faintly heard the babbling of female ghosts chattering in wonder. Hey, who do you think is the Highness sitting in that litter? I've never heard of Lord Hua's golden step litter carrying anyone else. If it was a lady, then it'd be easy to guess. Yet it's a man. Very strange. What's so strange about it? Shelin wondered. In the next second, he heard those female ghosts say, Yeah, and here I was so sure that golden litter was definitely for the madam wife. After having run around for days, while riding in the step litter, Shilin felt drowsy. He used his hand to support his cheek and dozed off. Another long while passed and he felt the step litter stop again. He mumbled semi-consciously. What is it? 
he thought that they ran into another band of road-blocking feral ghosts. But just as the words left his lips, he felt the step lifted up, and it was another who had gotten on. The man lifted the veil and called out lightly, Gogo. Shilin rubbed his eyes and squinted, looking toward the voice. Sun Lang, he asked. The one who had come was naturally Huachang. When he saw Shilin's half-awake state, leery-eyed and dazed, he was slightly taken aback. Shilin sat up, feeling embarrassed. He cleared his throat and said, I accidentally fell asleep. Soon after, Huachang smiled and went over to sit too. Gogo is exhausted. I hope Gogo won't mind if I squeeze in. Shilin nodded and tried to move more to the right, wanting to leave more room for Hua Chang. But Hua Chang extended his arm and caught his right shoulder, pulling him back. No need, he said. There's enough space. Truthfully, there wasn't. The step litter was crafty, too big for one person, but too cramped for two. Not a perfect fit unless one employed the method from Shirlian's younger years and sat on the lap of the other. You left just in time earlier, Shirlian said. Three heavenly officials from the upper court descended all at once. Hua Chang humphed. Was it the three tumors? he asked. I already expected it. Shirlian laughed teasingly. Was that the reason why you ran away? Hua Chang jokingly replied. No, I went to hail for this carriage. So how is it, Gogo? Isn't my infernal ghost carriage much more fun than the golden carriage of those heavenly officials in the upper court? Yes, it's very fun, Shilin said and laughed. But when he was reminded of Windmaster's awful state, he couldn't laugh anymore and became solemn. By the way, Sun Lang, he said, what was it that you wanted to tell me earlier? Inadvertently, their eyes met. Hua Chang still had Shilin's right shoulder in his grasp, having never let go, as if he was holding him in his embrace. Looking from the outside, only two overlapping silhouettes could be seen within the veils of that step litter, curled up together, inseparable. Within the red curtains, Hua Chang smiled. He asked, Gogo, want to get married? Huh? Shilian was startled. Such a gaze, such words. They were in such close quarters with nowhere to run. Instantly, colors exploded in Shilian's vision, and his mind went completely blank. His entire person was frozen, stiffer than a corpse. Seeing his reaction, Ho Chang took his arm back and snickered. It's a joke. Did I shock, Gogo? It was a good moment before Shilian snapped out of it. You're too much, he said. How can you make a joke about something like that? It wasn't just shock. He was so rattled, his heart almost stopped. And though he didn't realize, there was also a trace of hurt. Ho Chang laughed and said, my bad. He stretched out his long legs and crossed them, settling them up front, wiggling his boots. The silver chains clinked against each other, jingling crisply. Truly the very image of mischief. If this was before, Shirin would thank this young man 
playful and endearing. But now, for some reason, that noise was disrupting his calm. And an unexplained frustration filled his mind. After feeling shaken for a bit, he couldn't help but think once more. How can you joke about something like that? However, when he thought about it, there really wasn't anything wrong. It was precisely because it didn't mean anything that it could be used as a joke. Ho Chang noticed his odd expression and immediately sat up straight. Your Highness, don't take it to heart, he said. I was in the wrong just now. I won't joke about this ever again. Seeing that he apologized so solemnly, Shilian felt bad. He thought, am I stupid? It was only a joke and nothing serious. Besides, Sanlang only said, want to get married, but he didn't specify to whom. So where did my mind wander off to? Get a hold of yourself this instant, right now. He mentally smacked himself a few times and steadied his spirit before smiling. He said, no, no, no. How are you in the wrong? Don't misunderstand. I was just thinking about Lord Windmaster, so I looked a bit serious. Oh, Ho Chang asked, since the water tyrant descended too, that affair should be taken care of. The two were exceedingly cooperative in changing the subject. Shilin started to think seriously and shook his head softly. Sun Lang, do you really think that this is all over? Somehow, I think that this is only the beginning. Shi Chingchuan had always admired and respected his older brother, but just as he escaped danger and saw his brother's face, he reacted like that. A horrifying thought entered his mind. Could the one who deceived Shi Chingchuan into opening the doors be Shawudu? Although Shawudu should have been in the company of Lingwen and General Pei at the time, still, it wouldn't be difficult for a spiritually powerful heavenly official to create clones and send them off on errands. He was just about to keep telling Hua Chang some of his suspicions and assumptions when Hua Chang said, No, this affair is done and over with. His tone was firm and Shilin couldn't help but be taken aback. Sun Lang, he asked. Hua Chang stared at him intently. Goku, do you trust me? Shilin met his eyes and was equally firm. I do, he said. Hua Chang said slowly, then, believe me, stay far away from the Wind Master, Water Master, Earth Master, Ningwen, and Pei Ming. The further away, the better.